From the 97.7 WAOB Studios at 6th and Busserin Streets in downtown Vincennes, it's time now for Legal News and Views. Now, here's Dave Rolligan and Jeff Cobb with Legal News and Views. Welcome to Legal News and Views. I'm Jeff. Dave here. And we'd like for you to join us because we're live downtown Vincennes in the corner of 6th and Busserin at the old Brevort House. And uh, you will be happy to answer your questions. Hopefully they are of a legal nature. Uh, but you can join us by calling 812-882-3737. I'll give that to you again. 812-882-3737. Operator standing by to answer your calls. Callers have priority. Uh, we don't need to know specifics such as names and uh, individuals or entities involved, but uh, just a general idea of what your legal issue is, and hopefully Dave and I will answer in an educational and entertaining fashion. That's always the hope, but we will answer. We'll answer anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor George Pinocchio Santos. Has he been kicked out yet of Congress? Not yet. They're taking a vote either. I thought it was maybe today or tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, he said this is the third time they've tried to throw him out. Fourth, actually. Is it? Fourth. He says, no, I'm not going to resign. And uh, he also has said he's not going to run uh, (laughs) for reelection, which may be a good thing on his part. Uh, He. He's going to cling to that seat as long as possible. Now, he's saying that I've only been accused of things, due process, I'm innocent until proven guilty, and so forth. But uh, Congress can make its own rules and and toss people out uh, for any reason or no reason. And uh, I I was thinking that the governor of New York uh, would just uh, pick a replacement temporarily. Yeah, she took over for a failed politician. Uh, Andrew Cuomo. Yep, gone. And uh, our recently like say, got sued uh, by an aide for sexual harassment. Well, a lot of those people are getting sued right now because this extended oh, yeah, statute yeah, of limitation is running out. So That's it's right. for now or forever, hold your peace. Yeah, the Andrew uh, Cuomo. Well, anyway, she doesn't get to a point. There will be a special election, which she can call for in 10 days. And then instead of a primary, the two parties will uh, solicit people who want the job. Uh, I don't know why they would. And then they will have a a runoff election, and I think it has to be done within 70 or 80 days. Santos is actually And then they would have to run at uh, at the end of that unexpired terms. Santos is from a fairly contested district, uh, so it's not necessarily purely Republican or purely Democrat. Well, I think the Republicans in that district, whomever they might be, should be very, very proud of themselves. (laughs) Okay. Uh, No follow-ups for me, but I do have uh, celebrities in the law and my kind of area of expertise, uh, state planning and administration, Uh, Aretha Franklin, yes, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, Aretha Franklin, died of pancreatic cancer in 2018 without a formal will. We've talked, this is a follow-up, we've talked about her. Well, we did. And the sofa will. Well, 
then the follow-up is uh, there was a, a no formal will, but a two. This is uh, Michigan, uh, but a 2010 handwritten one. And then, lo and behold, uh, the niece Sabrina Owens searches her uh, Aretha's suburban Detroit home and finds under the cushions a 2014 will. Uh, now, uh, in Indiana, none of this would fly. Uh, you have to be duly uh, witnessed by disinterested witnesses, and I don't think any of these were because the 2014 will was found inside of a notebook on which Aretha had uh, doodled pictures and even put a smiley face on her signature. <laughs> so it, uh, one of, Which one of those was just signed with an A? And they said, yep, that, that stands for Aretha, and it was just an initial. I heard that on the well, news today. It, it didn't say here, but in Michigan, apparently, uh, they, the battle was between the 2010 handwritten will and 2014 handwritten will, uh, with some major differences, both as to who would handle the estate and what people got. And the court probate court has decided it's the 2014 will. Under that will, uh, she has a son, KCAF Franklin, who will handle the estate and will get her Detroit property valued at $1.1 million. Her son, Edward Franklin, receives another property. Uh, and then she has a son, Ted White II, uh, that was fathered by her music manager, Ted White, and got a piece of property that it was sold for $300,000. Another piece of property worth over a million dollars will be sold and the profits divided among those three sons along with another son, Clarence Franklin, who lives in an assisted living center. Uh, probably a good example of why you should do a formal will in estate planning and avoid a lot of this, but... Uh, uh, it seems to be coming to a resolution, but it, maybe there will be some appeals we can report on later. It's a good example. You pay the lawyer in the beginning, or you pay many lawyers to unmess that up. That is a fact. Technology may be out of control. A Chinese man barely managed to get off his smart toilet with his bum <laughs> intact after smoke started coming out of the toilet bowl, and the whole thing burst into flames. What? A newspaper recently reported the story of a man uh, who recorded his smart toilet burning after, a he says, a suspected short circuit. Really? The incident occurred on November 10 while the man was using the toilet. At first there was a smell of smoke, then plumes of white smoke started billowing from the toilet bowl. And finally, just as he got up from the toilet, the smart toilet burst into flames. Uh, photos taken by the shock man show that he didn't even have time to put up his shorts before the toilet started burning. And it it's burning quite uh, vociferously there. Yeah. Uh, no cause has been revealed. The owner suspects that a short circuit sparked the fire. Wasn't that a lethal weapon movie where Danny Glover he was sitting a, on a toilet? Which had a bomb on it. Would go, would go blue when he said yeah, sim uh, Similar incidents were reported in August of last year when a man uh, woke up to the strong smell of smoke to find his smart toilet burning in the bathroom. And another one where another man's toilet burst into flames for no apparent reason. We've done stories on e-bikes and such, which have, or those uh, hoverboard devices, which those batteries tend to uh, 
uh, catch on fire unexpectedly. So uh, that may be too much technology if your smart toilet has a smoking problem. Uh, this is kind of a follow-up as well. Derek Chauvin is the Minneapolis police officer convicted of violating the civil rights uh, of George Floyd, who died in 2020. Uh, Chauvin, serving a 21-year sentence at a federal prison in Arizona. Several follow-ups. Recently, the United States Supreme Court denied his appeal. Uh, so that and it is the end of that uh, attempt. Uh, then he was apparently stabbed in prison and is, uh, was at one time in critical condition, which uh, uh, I'm sure he, as an ex-police officer, he's the target of many of the inmates. Is this the Chauvin Shank redemption? Uh, no. No, ah. no, no. And then uh, he has filed a motion in federal court uh, for a new trial. Um, he filed it himself without a lawyer, saying that Dr. William Chattel of Topeka, Kansas, a uh, forensic um, pathologist, pathologist yes, told him that uh, George Floyd died of complications of a rare tumor called a paraganglioma that can cause fatal surge of adrenaline. As a result, saying, I didn't kill him. Uh, he had a condition that killed him. Which was exacerbated by my Knee on kneeling his on his throat. Probably, but uh, that's a follow-up there. I have a still. Well, a, I think I, we'll, no, we're going to wait. We're we'll, going to follow this up. No, we don't have to. He's we'll, not on a hard schedule we'll, here. We'll, we'll, the businesses in, many, in Minneapolis, uh, several stores at the location where George, George Floyd was killed, is uh, suing uh, the city for not doing a good enough job of protecting them. Lawsuit filed in mid-November states that Mayor Jacob Fry and other officials and accuses the city of not properly policing the area since Floyd's death. It also accuses the city of blocking the intersection that is now known as George Floyd Square with concrete barriers for more than a year after his death, which you know, keeps customers from entering their businesses. Uh, so they're suing for $1.5 million. So. Minneapolis has something like 400 fewer police officers than they did before the George Floyd incident. Well, you defund the police. That's sometimes what you get. That's a bad reaction. So now you can take your break. Well, let's go on our first break here on Legal News and Views, 97.3, 97.7 FM, 1450 AM. We're still waiting for your call, 812-882-3737, and we'll be back after these messages. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. And we're back, Legal News and Views. I'm Jeff. Dave here. And we're still waiting for your call, 812-882-3737. We have new headphones, too, so we're dying to tear them out. Try them out. Dying? Ah, oh, this is out of Maryland. I didn't ever think. I guess Baltimore's in Maryland, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. State leaders are looking for ways to protect people while pumping their gas. 
I was born in Maryland. It's actually uh, very nervous to pump your gas because you never know what's going to happen. They have to, so they're afraid to get out of their cars. Uh, ladies have to carry weapons. Be alert. Double-check your mirrors before you even get out. State Senator Roan Watson is looking to prevent people uh, looking over their shoulder at the pump. People shouldn't be afraid to fill up their tanks. Uh, so they think they're going to make it harder for bad guys to carjack or rob people who are buying gas. In his proposed bill, from 6 a.m. till midnight, gas stations in Prince George's County will be required to have an attendant on site to pump gas for people who don't want to get out of their car. Well, if you got an attendant there, nobody's going to want to get out of their car. And one attendant may not be enough. Do they charge more if the attendant pumps? Well, that is what we would call in Indiana an unfunded mandate. Ah. You have to do this. Figure out a way to pay for it. <laughs> so I guess if all the gas stations have to do that, you wouldn't be at a competitive disadvantage. But uh, he thinks this will deter people. Uh, I think, you know, policemen are, would do that. Well, bear with me on this one. It takes a little explaining. Uh, let's start with the fact that the whole story uh, was a subject of a Netflix documentary called Take Care of Maya. Uh, the story involves Maya Kowalski, uh, who at the time was 10 years old, her father Jack, and her mother Bita uh, as well. Maya was diagnosed with complex regional pain syndrome, which the Cleveland Clinic defines as an obscure condition that causes severe pain throughout a person's body due to nervous system dysfunction. All right. At 10 years of age, she was suffering from pain, and she was taken to the John Hopkins All Children Hospital um, uh, for treatment of that pain. John Hopkins uh, eventually uh, came to the conclusion that uh, Beata, the mother, uh, exhibited signs of what is called Munchausen by proxy, which means that she was, uh, in a sense, uh, imparting onto Maya, her daughter, uh, the, the, these conditions and symptoms. Uh, as a result, uh, Maya was, uh, Maya was removed from the care of Jack and Beta. And in 2017, Beta hanged herself, suicide, in her garage. Uh, this led to a lawsuit in St. Petersburg, Florida, uh, where the father and uh, the brother Kyle accused the John Hopkins All Children Hospital of falsely imprisoning Maya, fraudulently building their family, and causing the family severe emotional distress, as well as making medical abuse allegations against Beta, which drove her to suicide. That jury has come back just recently, giving the family $260 million in damages. Well, uh, that and $1.50 will get you coffee. Well, the uh, John Hopkins, uh, in the defense of the case, uh, showed pictures of the now 17-year-old Maya, uh, apparently with no pain, attending uh, a prom, attending Halloween, dressed in the very skimpy angel's costume, uh, and um, uh, going to uh, a, another party. 
uh, and not showing any pain. Maya testified to saying that she was in pain before those incidents, but she's trying to lead a normal life. So apparently the jury didn't find the pictures to be overly persuasive. Now, if that isn't enough, Maya has now, and this is after the judgment is in, filed a lawsuit against John Hopkins All Children Hospital claiming sexual abuse. Uh, so this obviously has gotten personal. Uh, so we'll maybe hopefully have more on that later as we find out, or maybe Netflix will update its documentary. Okay, and Texas is upset with the Dallas police because they were not too aggressive in trying to help him get his stolen Chevy Camaro back after it had been taken from a downtown parking garage. So uh, he was... Um, doing his own detective work, watching online listings, and he found uh, that his engine was for sale, then the wheels, and you know, he can only imagine he can watch his car being parted out. He told this all to the police and uh, spoke to a detective, and they weren't too interested. In fact, said, uh, you're making such a fuss, well, you'll have to leave. <laughs> uh, he then said detective contacted him, telling him to go meet with the sellers of his parted-out Camaro. Now, I don't know if you want to send a civilian into the den of thieves, so to speak. Uh, Dallas police dispute that claim. Uh, anyway, the guy did go to where his car was being kept, took a photo, and uh, he thinks it's a chop shop, really. Then he was uh, the Tarrant County Auto Theft Task Force seized the guy's Camaro from the location in Burleson. Now, the question is, why didn't the Dallas police refer him to the Tarrant County Auto Theft Task Force to begin with? Because they seem directed at auto theft. Uh, Task Force, yes. And they say uh, that many, uh, the auto theft problem is so bad, many police departments are just overwhelmed and can't really devote the time or resources to try to stop it. So you get your car stolen, you might get robbed or murdered at your gas station pumping gas, so... Welcome to the world. A uh, crazy European story of a legal nature it comes from Belgium. They have a prison, their largest prison, Latin, Lantern Prison. It's minimum security for both men and women, and it's uh, styled after American and German models. Uh, but uh, nothing to do with the inmates. Apparently, the... Um, Guards and staffers are men and women, and they uh, uh, had a lot of extracurricular activities uh, uh, after hours at a jacuzzi owned by one of the male guards. Uh, they apparently would determine who they would sleep with by drawing a colorful bracelet at random. One of the employees, female, self-described as a nymphomaniac, uh, said she could only work after she's had sex. So the warden, uh, or the senior official at the prison, would allow S to use his office to have sex so she could work. Um, I'm not sure that any law has been broken in all this, but... Um, Common decency, broken. Uh, not, uh, not any way to run a prison. Well, depends on which side of the desk you're on. No, I suppose. Uh, Jeff Bezos, his, lot, his yacht is so big, it has to be anchored <laughs> in a seaport. It just showed up in the Everglades, uh, Port Everglades in Fort Lauderdale. 
It's called the Koru, K-O-R-U, which apparently means new beginnings in Maori, a language spoken by indigenous Polynesians of New Zealand, where his private jet was recently spotted. Uh, it's a triple-masted, roughly 400 feet long and 250 feet tall on the mast. is the size of a cruise ship. Uh, the luxury schooner is so big it can't even hang out with other leisure boats uh, because it's parked near two oil tankers. Hey, welcome to my expensive yeah. yacht. Yeah, there's an oil tanker, and there's an oil tanker. And there's as, a new neighborhood. As opposed to all the other billionaires with their more diminutively sized yachts. has two pools, a hot tub, multiple lounges, dining areas, and bars, and a wooden figurehead on the prow rumored to be modeled after Bezos' fiance. The 59-year-old billionaire shelled out about $500 million, half a billion dollars for this boat, which was built just for him in the Netherlands. We talked about this, where he was going to take down a bridge yeah. so they could get the boat out to the water, ocean, and then rebuild the bridge. And they said, you, you really can't do that. That's an antique bridge and has social significance. So, it strikes me that he's floating around in the world's biggest target. <laughs> Well, which one is Bezos' boat? <laughs> Giant boat over there that blocks out the sun. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many people would it take to staff a, uh, you know, you've got two pools, you've got uh, bars, which probably means not only the people driving the ship, but uh, staff, bartenders, yeah. masseuses. Well, let's take our half-hour break here on Legal News and Views. 97.3 and point seven FM, 1450 AM, 812-882-3737 uh, is your ticket to enlightenment. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. And we're back, Legal News and Views. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And it's time now for that regularly scheduled segment of the program known as Least Competent Criminals. The driver and passenger were very obliging, got out, and the officer said, can I search your vehicle? They said, sure. We don't have any drugs or anything in the vehicle. And while the officer was searching... This isn't the guy with the burrito, is it? Yes. I, we did that last week. Ah. Or two weeks ago. Go ahead. Two weeks ago? Oh, yeah, well. We weren't here last week. Uh, the, the driver said, oh, I'm kind of hungry. Can I get my burrito and 44-ounce drink? Which was kind of a tip-off to the game warden. Uh, so he decided to search the drink, which he would not have done without the tip. Uh, inside was a bag with five grams of methamphetamine. The driver was taken into custody. And then our final nominee comes from Glendale, Wisconsin. You forgot I have one. I know. My final nominee. Ah. Uh, I want a divorce. <laughs> the, there was a Dodge Durango that apparently was stolen. Uh, officers decided to stop it, uh, but it decided to run 
Uh, it crashed into two other cars, and the four occupants jumped out and ran away. They were next to a golf course, and they crossed the golf course, and on the golf course was a portable porta potty. Uh, so when one of the uh, young men uh, from the car decided to hide in the porta potty, uh, a golfer said, I realized they were being chased, so I just pushed the porta potty down. <laughs> and the gentleman could not get out. Uh, the suspect was trapped inside. Police were able to arrest him and one other suspect. And put him in a large plastic bag before they transported him, too. Mr. Rolligan? A Texas teenager was arrested after police say he robbed a delivery driver just before 11.30 p.m. on November 9th. The Pizza Hut delivery driver was delivering an order. Uh, the driver knocked at the address, but no one answered. That's when he saw a teen looking into his delivery vehicle. He asked the kid if he ordered the food, and the kid said, yeah. The driver walked over to the teenager who was wearing a ski mask. That might be a red flag. And told him the price of the food. Uh, then he said the teen uh, robbed him. I have a gun and give me the stuff in your phone, phone or I'll shoot you. Uh, the driver left the food and drinks worth about 50 bucks, drove off. According to the TV station, the robbery was reported to police at the Pizza Hut location. The next day, the El Paso Police Department gang unit found several videos posted to Instagram showing a Pizza Hut delivery driver closing a car door with the caption, trying to tax me for pizza, according to court documents. One clip showed a two-liter Mountain Dew bottle and a Pizza Hut delivery bag. Another clip captioned, not even this can change me. Showed Pizza Hut chicken wings and a half-eaten pizza. On November 11th, police tracked down a stolen vehicle to the same apartment complex. Several people jumped out of the car, including the teen who police say was involved in the robbery. Teen was arrested, charged with connection with the robbery, fleeing from police in the stolen car. He was wearing the same ski mask that he had on an Instagram. So there you go. He's a smart guy. Robbed a pizza driver and then posted his crime essentially on social media. That's what I got. And that concludes this week's Least Competent Criminals. All right. I have a future Least Competent Criminal. All right. 12-year-old takes forklift on an hour-long police chafe. 12? 12 years old. Smashes 10 parked cars. (laughs) This lasted for over an hour in a stolen construction vehicle ended with a 12-year-old boy in custody. All caught on camera, of course. Of course. It started at approximately 6.45 p.m. Saturday at a middle school in Michigan. That's when the boy opened the door to an unlocked construction genie GTH 636 telehandler, a forklift to you and me, grabbed the key hidden inside the cab and drove off, as kids are wont to do. Wasn't hidden very well, then. It's probably a standard place they stick those keys, because you assume people are not going to steal them. The, it's equipped with a forklift and weighs about 35,000 pounds. Police say minutes later they spotted the machine southbound, headed towards central Ann Arbor. Several officers joined the pursuit. Dash cam from a police car showed the boy swerving on the road, taking out signs and hitting 10 parked vehicles. The boy crossed over the river as well as M14 highway that serves uh, as the northern boundary of the city. Officers picked, uh, county officers then picked up the pursuit and chased the boy until he finally came to a stop about 14 miles from where he started. 
This was a very dangerous situation, they say. The boy was taken into custody, and somehow no one was hurt. I, I can't imagine the top speed of a forklift is that good. <coughs> I imagine stop, stop sticks wouldn't work on that vehicle. Oh, no. and, uh, and blocking it. Or rubber tires, I think. Or, or blocking it or trying to do a pit maneuver would not work on a vehicle that weighed 35,000 pounds. So. Yeah. He may need counseling. My next story is a local flavor, Evansville, Indiana. Christopher Boyd, age 32, is a uh, ex-convict. Uh, he has convictions for attempted murder, burglary, domestic battery. He's classified as a serious violent felon, and, and he's prohibited from possessing a handgun. He's a passenger in a vehicle that the Evansville police pulled over on Monday at about 2 a.m. for an obscured license plate. Uh, the driver and second passenger were released without charges after they were searched by police. But when the police searched Christopher Boyd, they discovered a small bag of multiple pills in his right sock. Boyd claimed the pills were Percocet. His Aunt Trish had given it to him to help with pain from having a bullet lodged in his spine. Boyd also said that he could not spread his legs because of the spinal injury. Police uh, weren't taking any of that and decided uh, they're going to take him into the county jail uh, where everyone noticed that uh, he walked with a strange walk and, and a limp of sorts. Uh, they lowered his pants and found that uh, he had a handgun hidden in his rectum. Uh, for those of you who are curious, apparently it was a Smith & Wesson a uh, .38 caliber pistol that weighs about 12 ounces, about 5 inches long. Uh, Boyd's been charged with multiple felony drug, gun trafficking charges, and obviously possession of a handgun, um, violating his previous parole. Uh, this girl is apparently patient. She's named Angela Sophia, took her TikTok account to post several videos explaining how her iPhone has an alarm that goes off at 9.25 every morning, and she can't turn it off, and it's been going on for like five years. And she goes to the alarm setting. There's no alarms. She's, people have told her to check calendar. There may be something there that's triggering it. And she claims she cannot uh, turn it off. Uh, several other people have said, why don't you do a factory reset, which she resists because she doesn't want to have the hassle of reinstalling her stuff. Um, and I think it's interesting that um, this um, problem has lasted four or five years covering three different phones for her. So if you go to your alarms and it doesn't say there are no alarms set, and you go to calendar, you have some reminder or some task. So I think that would be a good example of a first world problem. I'm sticking with guns. Um, there is an orthodontist in Raleigh, North Carolina, Dr. Jason Gladwell. He uh, promoting Invisalign braces. If you've seen them advertised, they're clear plastic that fits over your teeth and, and uh, eventually adjust your teeth. Um, and those patients who sign up for them, who are 21 and over, um, can get either a free gun, Glock 19, or a membership to the Youngsville Gun Club and Range. Uh, 
Cladwell says he's had mixed reactions, uh, one of which was a negative reaction from Align technology that makes Invisalign. Uh, Invisalign says this promotion does not reflect our brand purpose. Really? Uh, guns and grins. Uh, the name of this man has not been disclosed. Uh, he finally decided to go seek medical attention after suffering from severe headaches and loss of vision after an altercation at a bar that happened five months before this. He finally went to the hospital, and they couldn't figure out uh, what was going on and why he had these severe debilitating symptoms until they uh, did an X-ray, and they found that there were two broken chopsticks in his brain. Now, they asked the man about this, and he says, I have no idea how that happened. He was in some kind of fight, and apparently the uh, during the altercation, there's a surveillance video and this guy just rams these broken chopsticks up this guy's nose and he has uh, couldn't actually remember but I have this terrible headache I'm having trouble seeing we did a story oh golly maybe 30 years ago uh, about someone who had sinus problems and the the finally went to a doctor and the doctor removed a crayon that the child had stuffed up its nose mm-hmm. back when he Kindergarten. was... Kindergarten? Yeah, very, very young. I think that takes us to our third and final break here on Legal News and Views, 97.3, 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOV. Uh, there's still time for your call, 812-882-3737. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever miss the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcasts. And we're back. Legal news and views. I'm Jeff. Dave here. Still time for your call, 812-882-3737. I have a few um, crazy co-worker stories. Ah. This guy said he had a friend from college who uh, he worked with. I, ha- I have more co-worker stories. I'll you. bet you do. He gave me rights to work. He seemed kind of geeky, but overall a nice guy. One day he didn't show up at work when I called his house. Uh, his roommate said he'd packed his suitcase and left all of a sudden. Uh, he said he was in trouble and had to leave. His roommate went to his room and found a young girl's underwear and photos. Turns out this guy was a pedophile and running away from the police. About a week later, this guy calls him from Puerto Rico, where the co-worker was from, asking if, if he knew someone who could help him get work and get settled in in Puerto Rico. Asked him where he was staying and his phone number, which he quickly passed over to the appropriate law enforcement folks. Um, be careful out there. Uh, I think this is an Internet story. Uh, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio woman, Rebecca Auburn, a 33-year-old, would meet men over the Internet and, is, uh, according to this story, is accused of poisoning four of them to death uh, after offering uh, them sex, uh, and, and of course, then she robbed them uh, after they were poisoned. Uh, a fifth gentleman apparently survived and uh, is testifying. Um, 
I would assume that there are traces and somehow they have a way of proving this. Um, but uh, it ain't what you think it is, folks. Uh, this guy came into work one day, said he got married. He didn't even know he was seeing anyone, according to his co-workers. Uh, he showed a picture. She was this gorgeous, uh, over six foot tall model. This guy had zero game, so we immediately were suspicious. We thought he was making the whole thing up, they say. Turns out he met her online at some Russian bride site. Yeah. She immediately wanted to get married, came over and lived with him. Uh, then had him arrested and committed to a psych ward. <laughs> Cleaned out his bank account, sold all of his possessions, and disappeared. He just disappeared from work with no call-ins and didn't answer his phone. They eventually called the mother, and our boss went out uh, with her to get him released. And it took a while. He came back to work, and nobody gave him any uh, uh, gruff about it. Just took up a collection so he could buy some new furniture. Bullying. Is moose and squirrel. Moose, moose and squirrel. Bullying is a serious topic, especially in the schools. Uh, the law firm in New Jersey recently got the highest settlement uh, from a school district in New Jersey for bullying. Uh, they are now filing suit uh, on behalf of Felicia Lobalo Melendez. Um, she was mocked by uh, students uh, in New Jersey School District as being gay, ugly, a midget, and furry. Uh, at age 11, she killed herself, uh, sadly. Um, and uh, this lawsuit is highlighting uh, the fact that the school seemed to know what was going on but did little, if anything, to protect Felicia. Uh, this guy owned a... Uh, still owns a cafe in New Zealand had his truck stolen from right outside the business. He left it running. He had to run back into the business to get something. He came out and it was gone. Four days later, the undamaged truck was returned to the exact same location with a handwritten apology note inside and a couple of new toys in the pack for the kids, the owner's young son. Um, handwritten apology note was left on the truck and the thief said he was sorry and explained that he was drunk and needed a ride home. As a thank you for borrowing the truck, the thief put a couple of new toys in the back and stated in the letter that they were for his son other than the license plates being taken and a quarter of a tank gasoline used, the truck was fine. Um, that's kind of an odd twist. He, he was remorseful after he had borrowed the truck. The, um, the case came out of California uh, on trademarks. Uh, Steve Elster, uh, a Democrat attorney in California, back in 2017, uh, tried to trademark the phrase, quote, Trump too small, end quote, uh, so he could sell them on T-shirts. He said the phrase originated from an exchange on 2016 in a debate. He tried to patent that, didn't he, or copyright it? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and the Florida Senator uh, Marco Rubio at that time made a crude joke uh, in reference to the size of the former president's hands. Uh, Elster uh, sought the trademark, but he was denied by the Patent Trade Office uh, and then also the Trademark and Trial Appeal Board because they were using Trump's name without his consent. A federal circuit court said, well, no, he's, they has a First Amendment right, uh, and uh, 
the uh, and allowed the trade or ordered the trademark to go through. The Justice Department, which is the Biden Justice Department, uh, is taking the case to the Supreme Court, arguing that the Lanham Act uh, does not gives uh, the Patent and Trademark Office constitutional authority to block Elster's request. The argument, oral argument, uh, was held just Wednesday, yesterday. So we'll follow up on that when we get a decision. Uh, Disneyland and Disney World. <clears throat> you ever been on the It's a Small World ride? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, this headline caught my attention. Um, I guess in the Disneyland version of It's a Small World, I got an unexpected welcome show uh, Sunday when a man stripped nearly naked and got up close and personal with some of the set pieces on the iconic ride. A uh, man who stripped naked on Disneyland ride was on drugs, police say. I kind of figured that out immediately. A video of the streaker obtained shows the man eerily lit in blue, orange, and pink lights walking around nearly in the buff to the sound of the music. He's trying to interact with the little uh, dolls, so I'm not sure what drugs he was on. But 26-year-old man was arrested for indecent exposure and being under the influence of a controlled substance. Uh, fortunately, he was first taken to a hospital. His name has not been released. Um, that's got to be, well, that might be the most interesting thing that ever happened on that ride. Uh, a sick story. I'll kind of warn everyone ahead of time. A British uh, electrician, David Fuller, um, pled guilty to two counts of murder, Wendy Nell at 25 and Caroline Pierce uh, in the town of Turnbridge Wells in 1987. They searched his home where they found video and photographic evidence of necrophilia, which if you don't know what that is, uh, he had access to hospital morgues and he had sex with uh, dead people. Uh, a lot of them. A lot of them, yes. Then uh, uh, he's sentenced to life. You never got to take him to dinner. No hopes of parole. No gifting. Don't I'm have sorry. to remember anniversaries. Uh, what are you saying? It's a cheap date. Uh, yes, it's it's also illegal. What? Yes. Unless they didn't check with me. No. Columbus, Ohio. The three Cleveland area lawyers have been added to the Ohio Supreme Court's vexatious litigators list for filing frivolous appeals. That is a list you don't want to be on. The court ruled in, on November 22nd that the three lawyers from Stafford Law Company repeatedly filed baseless claims in multiple cl cases, including most recently in a spousal support dispute rendered vexatious litigators under Ohio law, the attorneys will no longer be able to file appeals in the Supreme Court without first seeking permission from the justices. Uh, they do similar things here in Indiana, but that's usually on uh, prisoner appeals, where if they have a whole series of them they, they or other litigators, they can say, all right, you can still come to court, but don't file anything until we uh, give you permission to do so. Um, there's apparently 50 attorneys restricted from filing in the Supreme Court. Uh, the trio had argued in at least three cases that the court's denial of a motion for continuance or delay is a type of order that can be appealed, which it can't be, even in Indiana. So you'd want to stay off that list, and you also don't want to use 
artificial intelligence to write your briefs? Uh, Kelsey Hatcher of Dora, Alabama, has three kids under the age of eight and is now pregnant the fourth time. She knew before she got pregnant that she had a very unusual condition, which is two uterus and two cervixes. What she found out when she became pregnant the fourth time is that she actually has two babies on the way. It can be different dads, too. One in each uterus. Um, the, 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 the Patel, Kelsey's doctor, said, ain't never seen this before. <laughs> so she could have, uh, both babies are girls, they're due on Christmas Day, but doctors say they could be born hours, days, or weeks. I've apart. seen cases like that where there could be two different fathers where the uh, uterus is bifurcated? Well, I, I have not heard it with a bifurcated uterus. I've heard it with one uterus where there's actually two um, fertilized eggs by well, different fathers. Pickleball. The noise from pickleball courts driving someone, everyone crazy. Scientists are trying to come up with a solution. Uh, our pickleball court that we have now is in the middle of Greg Park, so it's probably not too annoying. Uh, as it rises in popularity uh, and they go near local residents have called police and filed lawsuits and some park officials have banned the sport locally one couple in British Columbia even went on a hunger strike I think we talked about <laughs> claiming uh, suffer from insomnia auditory hallucinations and heart flutters and uh, they're trying to figure out why pickleball is so noisy and they're trying to find out ways to dampen the sound would that not interfere with your enjoyment, the satisfaction of the whacking the pickle or the ball, whichever you prefer? I, I don't whack the pickle. I'm sorry. Angela Presti of Parma, Ohio. Has the music started yet? Well, no, not yet. <laughs> Was excited Could to bring last time. her first real Christmas tree and decorate it with her daughter. But a few hours later, her face was swollen, swollen. Her cheek was hot and itchy. The tongue was she couldn't swallow. According to the medical staff, about 7% of the population suffers from Christmas tree syndrome. The suggested remedy, uh, get an artificial tree. It, it stems from mold that grows uh, on the uh, trees mostly after they've been cut. Ah, the music has started. Saved by the bells. <laughs> this is Legal News and Views, 97.3, 97.7 FM, 1450 AM. I'm Dave. I'm Jeff. I, we should be back next Thursday. Uh, but well, then it depends. We, may... so we may have to go see the boss. Thanks for listening. <laughs>